I was taking a shortcut through the old factory district when it started to rain. I hadn't noticed the sky swelling with dark clouds, my head still throbbing from the sneaker-sized bruise left from when Ethan Davis and his friends had jumped me at lunch period. After another day, I just wanted to lock myself away in my room, where no one could bother me. Just one more year, I kept telling myself. Just one more year and I'd be done with school, and this town forever. With my GPA, I might be able to apply for college early. The gears of machines that had churned out steady pillars of smoke from the stacks of the great building had long since grounded to a halt, along with the economy. Businesses were abandoned and boarded up, the paints peeling away, revealing crumbling red brick. The skies were dyed in autumn gray, adding to the surrounding gloom of the area. The overgrown grasses swayed around my feet, marching on the buildings like some slowly approaching army, ready to return the area to its former green. As the first skyward droplets soaked through my jacket, I rushed for cover under some vast, connecting girders. I figured that Dad wouldn't mind me being a little late. He'd already been passed out drunk on the couch by the time I got home. Leaning back against the graffiti-scrawled wall, I lost myself in the steady trickle of water against rusting steel. After a while, I found myself unable to settle. That same nauseous feeling tingled through me, one that I was not alone. Opening my eyes back to reality, I turned around to the half-boarded-up window. Between the rotting wood and climbing ivy, a single eye blinked out at me from the darkness. I fell backwards with a strangled gasp, tripping over my own feet. I was able to take off running when I heard the voice. Wait. The wispy dark tendril sneaked out from underneath and strained out towards me. Looking closer, I realized that it was one of dozens, all coiled around the swollen, disembodied orb, forming a fleshy eyelid. Leaves sprouted from them, as whatever it was had tried to fuse with the plants, which only served to make it look more unnatural. Please, please don't leave. It was the kind of voice I'd only ever heard before in TV or movies, usually heavily modified by computers, neither male nor female, and despite the lack of a mouth. There was a strange echo to it, which only seemed to accentuate the sadness in its tone, and just hearing it was enough to stop me in my tracks. Who are you? Umbra. The words came slow. Stunned that someone had stayed this long in its presence, and struggling to make normal conversation. Umbra? The eye at the center of the squirming mass fell to the ground. I am an anomaly. Something that was never supposed to exist in this world. Some part of me was wondering still why I wasn't running yet. I couldn't bring myself to feel fear. They were as lonely and hurt as I was. I shrugged the sliding strap of my backpack up onto my shoulder. Well, that makes two of us. And so began the best and strangest relationship of my life. I soon found myself going down that way, not just to escape my tormentors, but just to talk to them. They told me about their birth in the darkness, unsure of who they were or why they were even there. 
how they had sawed the past through every crack and chipped paint of the lives that had come and passed through this place. In return, I told them about my life, my dream of living in a little cabin in the mountains, the pinwheel that I'd made in third grade which dad had torn up in front of me, and the memories of my mother, how she'd sang to me, even in her last days when she'd been in a hospital bed filled with tubes. It was more than I had ever revealed to anyone. I was afraid of driving them away with just how much I talked, but Ambra clung onto every word. No one had ever paid that much attention to me at school or home. They made me feel like I was really someone and not just a school freak. I found myself forgetting the initial shock of their appearance. I had been trying to dab away the trickle of blood from my nose when I had felt a slimy tip pat my back, but Amra had been quick to notice. They seemed to have an initial ability to pick up on my slightest pain, emotional or physical. Why do they hurt you so? They asked. There was no pity or disgust in their question, just pure compassion. Tears sprung to my eyes and I struggled to hold them back. I didn't want them to think of me as more pathetic than I already was. Because they can, I admitted. I've learned long ago not to fight back. Ethan was bigger and stronger than me. Most were too afraid. The school district had only turned a blind eye to it all. It was just the way of things. Still, Ethan hurt a hell of a lot less than my dad. Then they're wrong. You're better than you think you are. You deserve to be treated better. I felt them stroke the space between my shoulder blades. My fists tightened, trying to keep myself from completely breaking down. No one had ever helped me like that. Not since my mom. Their eyes snapped open. A tendril whipped back inside the darkness of the old building, rummaging around for something. They returned with a red rose twisted in their grip, holding it out towards me, scarlet petals shivering in the cold air. My mouth fell open. Fingers retreating from my face to take it. One stray drop of blood oozed down from under my fingernail, splashing against the surface of the wriggling skin. Umbra's eyes shot open, pupils shrinking to a near invisible dot. The whites seemed to bubble upwards like a freshly cracked egg on a heated frying pan, their tentacles convulsing around it. Before I was able to tear away, the plank of wood separated us to save them. Umbra's eyes split open to form another separate one, I found myself faced with two cold, blue irises staring back at me. I didn't know whether to laugh or scream. You... your eyes... how did you do that? Both eyes shifted around in a way that was both familiar and deeply wrong, exploring their sudden and newfound perception. They seemed just as confused as I was about the whole thing. I'm not sure, they offered. It was you more than anyone else. Your blood. When it touches my flesh. I stared down at my hand, smearing a crusted pink from the half-dried blood. I did that. I wondered out loud. It appears so. Umbra sighed, staring down at their tendrils. If only I had hands. They breathed. I stepped forward. There's still a little left. I started. Umbra's new eyes closed, tentacles swaying around as it shook its non-existent head. No. 
they answered. I refuse to let you harm yourself for me. It wouldn't be enough, anyway. Their voice faded back into the decaying silence as both eyes fixed in a deep frown of concentration. I'd never seen them with such an intense expression before. The pit of my stomach tightened. I think I have a way. The eyes fell on me. My heart began to pound as they filled my vision. I want you to bring the one who has caused you so much pain to this place. To me. A strangled cry escaped my mouth. Ethan? No. If he found you, he'd hurt you. I won't do it. I can't. Just trust me. Their wiry tendril curled around my index finger like a ring, silencing the growing fears in my head. When I saw the look in both their eyes, one that I knew was reserved for me, I, I knew that it would do anything for me. As the bell had signaled the end of the school day, I had made a point of sneaking around where Ethan could see me. They hadn't gotten a rise out of me for days, and most of his friends had lost interest, but Ethan was as determined as ever. Every day, he would poke and prod, trying to trigger a reaction, and seeing me deviate from my normal routine was blood in the water, which he followed me with shark-like precision. I winced as a crumpled beer can bounced off the back of my skull with a tinny crack, but I just kept walking. Hey, Peterson. He brayed out. What's the rush? What, you too good to talk to me anymore? The padding grasses turned into crunched gravel as he followed me further into the abandoned area. I prayed that they would be right. Fresh pain brushed across my abused nerves as blunt fingernails dug into my shoulder and wretched me around the sight of Ethan's pasty, snarling face. Don't ignore me, you creepy shit, he barked. What the hell are you even doing out in this shithole? My eyes drifted over to the darkness of a nearby boarded-up window, knowing exactly what waited inside. I didn't want to lose them. My head was spinning. But I remembered Umbra's words. Trust me. Ethan caught onto the direction of my wandering eyes, his own gaze falling on that building. A smile curled across his face, knowing something of value is inside. The words fell out of my mouth before I had time to stop them. Please. I exhaled. Don't go in there. He shook his head with a chuckle, grip tightening on my shoulder as he pulled me over. Stale alcohol drifted off every word he spoke. Keeping secrets from me? I thought we were friends. I'm hurt. Well, if you won't show me what you're hiding, he tossed me to the ground. Then I'll find out myself. I limped after him. Fear outweighed the pain. He paused, wedging his bulk under the plank and shifting through inside. Aside from Ethan stumbling, I couldn't hear any other signs of life in there. After a few minutes of walking around in the darkness, his chuckles went silent. I only heard one brief, inaudible exclamation of confusion before it trailed off into screams. The loudest and most horrific I'd ever heard. It was as if his very throat was being torn out. As quickly as it happened, it reverted into silence. Umbra. I called out, my voice bouncing off the vacant walls. My fingers clamp around the rain-soaked wood as I squinted in. Inside of the inhuman tendrils I'd become used to, a pair of hands reached out. They were almost human, but a dark gray in color. 
the thick, twisting fingers that had brushed against the tips of my own outreached ones, the black fingernails pointing into steely tips. They were massive, the palms encompassing my own hands, eyes hovering forward out of the darkness. My chest sagged in relief when I saw Umbra's pale blue eyes instead of Ethan's greenish glare. Umbra, is, is he? I began. Yes, he's gone. Emotion welled in my throat. Warmth flowed down my spine like the sun shining on my back. Thank you. The hands reached up to cut my face, thumbs stroking over my cheekbones moving around to the back of my head to thread through my hair. Even with the size and sharpness, there wasn't a single millisecond of pain. My breath hitched to my throat. The tenderness with which they touched me was something that I once resigned myself to ever experiencing in my life. It was all that existed in that moment. It felt like home. Are you happy? They asked. God, yes. So happy, Umbra. I can make all the pain disappear. My eyes opened as they went on. I wouldn't just have hands. I have a whole body to hold you with. I can punish all those who have ever hurt you. Would you like that? My lower lip trembled. I, I couldn't try to deny it, but the answer was already there. Yes. More than anything. Their eyes remained unblinking, focused on me. Then bring them all to me. It was easier than I expected. I promised them drugs and lured them down, urging them inside. They compiled and one by one met their fate in the dark. Like Ethan, a brief scream would resound out before being cut off by silence, and they were gone from my life forever. Each new person brought a new feature to Umbra's form, arms, a mouth, a nose, until they had a complete face every day. I find something new about them to fawn over. The joy that bubbled up inside me at knowing they would never hurt me or anyone else overshadowed any doubts. Unfortunately, even in a dead town like this, the disappearances of four people didn't go unnoticed. They overlooked me, believing it to be drug-related, but I knew I had to stay away for the next few weeks, at least until the heat of the investigation died down. Umbra was still a constant worry in my mind. I didn't want to leave them alone again. I'll be fine. They reassured me in that gentle echo. I'm almost a person now, and that's all thanks to you. I can never repay for what you've done. I scoffed. I'm the one who should be thanking you. I leaned back against the wall. I hate that I can't see you as much. You're the only thing that matters, I said. I just want to see you. The real you. Those comforting yet hideous hands stroked the sides of my face, their mismatched mouth of teeth fixed into a wide smile. Be patient, Mallow. My time will come. In the passing days, Umbra was always on my mind. I craved their presence like a drug. Even Dad noticed my sudden shift in mood. At dinner, he squinted over the table at me, 
as I prodded the amorphous green mass of reheated peas that sat on my dinner plate with my fork. Unshaven, with his paunch protruding out of his grease-spotted shirt. My lower eyelids twitched as he struggled to maintain focus on me for more than a few seconds. Hell's wrong with you? He slurred out. Nothing. I mumbled. He slammed down his can onto the kitchen table, spraying foam everywhere. I stared at the ground as I inwardly numbed myself to another inebriated rant. Sometimes I don't even know why I try. I work hard all day to put food on the table and come home to your shitty attitude. He exclaimed. He hadn't worked for the past three months. I would have rolled my eyes, but I didn't want to get another concussion. His voice faded into the foreground, replaced by thoughts of Amra. Under the flickering kitchen light, the unshaven, blotchy features of my father seemed more monstrous than what they could ever be. I wished with every fiber of my being that I could be there with them, and that we could both leave this place behind to go live somewhere remote where no one could ever bother us. Where it would just be us. Forever. After he seemed satisfied by his own voice, my father gave a sneer before lumberjacking back to the living room for a well-deserved viewing of the latest football game and a few more beers. Not wanting to stomach the sight of my half-eaten dinner, I hurled it into the sink, where it clattered along with the ever-growing pile of unwashed dishes before storming to my own room. I was teetering on the edge, ready to plunge. Only Umbra kept me teetering to this world. I had no idea what I would do without them. It was then and there that I decided that I was done waiting. One final part to complete the person I loved, and one less pain in my life. Luring the old bastard out was like dangling a piece of cheese on a string over a rat. While it had still been dark outside the next morning, I hauled away a fresh six-pack he bought for himself before he had the chance to drink it. Whenever just one went missing, I'd always be the first to be blamed, even though I hated the stuff. I made sure to be careless about it, leaving enough clues behind so he'd know where to find me. This time, I wasn't afraid of him. I stood in the urban graveyard, waiting. Umbra's massive paw slipped out from underneath and clutched mine. Don't be afraid. I'm here. A screech of tires shattered the silence as a battered blue Ford swerved down the road, scattering up clouds of gravel as it skidded to a halt. Their hands slid back into the safety of the darkness. Thank you, they whispered. With a mouth, I love you, back. I pushed down the nervous bile building in the back of my throat and went off to face my father, who had dragged himself out of the driver's seat, albeit with some struggling and was lumbering over. The moment he saw me, his eyes blazed with hatred. What the fuck are you trying to pull? He growled. You give me back my goddamn bruise now, or I swear to Christ you'll be feeling my belt for the next thirty years. My eyes narrowed. I wanted to make you work for it. You've heard that word, right dad? Work? It's the thing that you've never done a full day of in your life. My shirt clung to my skin with the fresh film of sweat that formed. It was like my body had been switched over to autopilot, the words of someone else's tumbling from my mouth. Dad was as stunned as I was, 
his eyebrows furrowed and mouth falling open. It only lasted for a few seconds, before being overtaken by a look of pure, animalistic rage. You little shit. The steel tip of his boot smashed into my sternum, knocking the air out of me and sending me sprawling into the ground. A flurry of punches soon followed, but I just closed my eyes and took them. It was all for Amra, I told myself. My father's voice faded in and out of my ears like the volume of a television being adjusted. I could still make out some words, no matter how much I tried to block it out. Always making my life hard. No respect. I'm tired of it. I don't want this. Why'd she have to leave? Why couldn't it have been you? Tears streaming down his face as he punctuated the next sentence with a series of punches to my ribs. It should have been you. As he raised his fist into the sky, preparing for one more blow, Umbra's hand smashed through the boarded up window, sending splinters and concrete into the air and clamping around his waist. There was a split second look of unimaginable terror as he was dragged in still struggling against the claws that had held him in place, never to re-emerge. There came the familiar pop of bone and boiling gurgles, which preceded the longest and most welcome silence of my life. I peered into the newfound entrance, foot hovering over the pebble-strewn threshold. Come. Their voice reverberated out from inside. I wasn't able to turn back for anything. Once inside... Light poured in from the grimed windows, and the dust particles floating in the air sparkled like diamonds. Hello, my love. As my eyes adjusted to the darkness, the massive shape sitting in the corner of the room became clear. It was six feet tall, but at least four times as wide. It didn't seem to have a neck, with the elongated head looking as if it melted into its blob-like torso, which trailed off into a bulging tail. The skin on the face bulged up with golf ball-sized lumps, which on closer observation were multiple smaller eyes beneath the bulging blue ones that covered its skull. The patches of half-forming muscle had fused to the surrounding metal and cement, forming ropey mesh. The mouth seemed too big for its face, extending into an ever-present smile. Below the veiny, long, and surprisingly muscular arms that were bent against the floor were several smaller limbs that jutted from its sides, slowly being absorbed into its shadowy form, still grasping for life. Tiny black tendrils lined its forearms, wriggling in the air like maggots trying to burrow into the flesh. Yellowish globules of fat spilled forward from its waist, where the skin had split under its immense mass. I should have screamed my lungs out at the sight, but when they looked at me, I knew there was nothing to fear. You're beautiful, I choked out. Umbra's already taxed smile seemed to widen even more. The second those elongated arms opened, I found myself running for them. Before I even knew it, I, I found myself nestled against their hills of flesh, comforted by their terrible but gentle arms. Everything else ceased to exist. There was only each other. No more pain, hiding, or fear. The true monsters, the ones that had haunted my existence for so long, were gone. All because of them. Every moment of agony we both endured was worth it. Finally safe from the world. 
I didn't even care if they weren't human. I loved them. I knew I loved them. They were here now, and they would never leave. I would never need anyone else in my life but them. Umbra, my loving shadow. <laughs>